Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for the newest episode and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring University of San Diego golfer Charlie Ryder. Charlie, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm so glad we were able to get you on and everything. Um, kind of going straight into the questions and everything. Where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from Palm Desert, California. I yeah. born and raised there, grew up that, out there. So just a lifelong desert rat, you could say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, Palm Desert's a good, uh, that's a good place to grow up and play some golf and everything, man. I mean, that's great weather over there. Yeah, I mean, perfect year round. Got yeah. like 120 golf courses out there, so it's kind of nice. So uh, how'd you get into the game of golf and everything? Did your parents get you into it, grandparents, friends, or did you just do it by yourself? Uh, my dad got me into the game. Started playing when he was about 25. He kind of played his whole life. Um, and then when I was born, he was a member at, a club in the desert called Monterey and okay. put clubs in my crib literally the day I came home <laughs> Nice. and uh, kind of just put me into it. And I'm thankful that he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But, but starting him out young, huh? that's the definition yeah. of starting him out young. <laughs> Seriously. Awesome. Um, uh, where'd you go to high school and stuff? What were your high school days like? Kind of talk about the scores you were shooting kind of stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to Palm Desert high school and just like the public school out there and, um that was honestly best time our coach we uh his name was Kurt Nay mm. and he's probably one of the best coaches I've had like for end of golf event mm-hmm. just yeah. to winning and wanting to win state every year and I mean I didn't play that many matches just because the competition wasn't the best out there but I always played the toughest schools which was La Quinta and Xavier I oh, okay. think the scoring average, I believe, from freshman to senior year was around, we'd only play nine holes, so it was around 33, 34. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, yeah, it seems like kind of, that's kind of the trend with all the guests I've had on just nine hole, um, nine hole tournaments and everything. But yeah, it's a hell of a scoring average to have at such <laughs> a young age at high school and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. High school was awesome. We we made it to state our last two years there, junior and senior year. Okay, so nice. That was fun. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, um, what did you guys have? You have a really good high school team, or did you have a lot of guys that kind of went to college golf later on, or what were um, guys like? We had our junior. So, like, our junior, we made it to state that year. We had one kid that just me who was committed to a school, uh-huh. but everybody else like could have probably played either d2 school or small d1 but like mm-hmm. we were very competitive against each other yeah of so course everybody yeah. always wanted to beat everybody and i mean we were our senior year um raymond navis was the other kid on our team who was committed to a school lmu oh okay yeah so but we were ranked like number one in california nice. number two that's legit i feel like it's, it's so hard to come across a high school team that's like really good, you know what I mean? Yeah. And have a lot of good players on their team. Um, so outside of your high school golf, did you play in any other junior tournaments, amateur or amateur events and stuff like that? 
Yeah, I played a lot of tournaments because my dad always just believed that more tournaments you play in, the more experience you get. Yeah. So I was, I mean, during fall, I'd probably, I mean, I'd, I don't know how many play, tournaments I play in a year, but it was, there's times when I was 12 where it was, I mean, we played in, for a week, we played in five different tournaments. Wow, jeez. So just, but like one day events, one, one two day. day event, a lot of one day events where we just drive around all of Southern California and just play. Yeah, that it's nice that because in Southern California, I mean, you have such a, such a, a large amount of tournaments and everything. So yeah, you're able to just kind of just drive locally and play in all these big events with such awesome competition. Yeah, especially um, in South, Southern California, there's a lot of good players that come out of there. Yeah, seriously. Um, I know you played in a lot of AJGAs and stuff. Um, kind of talk about your history with AJGA tournaments and kind of Toyota Tour Cup events. Yeah, um, I my two biggest like tour of like junior tours that I played in were was AJGA and Toyota Tour Cup. And my junior year, I won the Tour Championship there. They had it out at La Quinta. Awesome. I won two AJGAs. And I still remember them to this day. I won one. It was out at the ASU Carson course. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. 12 shots. Wow, that's, that's a pretty good margin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I set the course scoring record, like the tournament, that, uh-huh. that specific tournament record. By, I beat it by five. Nice. Just killed it, huh? Just, yeah. That's awesome, man. <laughs> It was my week. I had a hole in one that week too. Oh, wow. Crazy. Special week, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, um, kind of going into with, you had a lot, you had a really good junior career that you played in and stuff. Um, so when did you start the recruiting process and what, what was kind of the most important thing that was able to get you exposure? You think? Um, so it was different when I was younger because I believe my senior year is when they changed the rules to where you couldn't talk to any college mm-hmm. coach until your junior year but yeah, I was before yeah. that mm-hmm. so my I think it was the end of my freshman year Tim Mickelson at ASU wanted me down for a visit so I went down there and then um they offered me but I didn't take it because I just kind of wanted to keep my options open yeah of course yeah but I didn't really I contacted maybe like one or two coaches, but it, just from playing in all those events and finishing well, they kind yeah. of reached out to me per mm-hmm. se. And then, um, what kind of schools were those? Uh, I was talking to USC, UCLA, Oregon for a little, um, a lot of West coast schools. And then, but I really wanted to get out of California and go to like Oklahoma state, either Georgia, um, Texas, uh Alabama mm-hmm. yeah never, it's just it was kind of hard for me to get to those schools and have them notice me because I was playing mostly in Southern California right I of travel course. very often mm-hmm. yeah no yeah but um the I think it was the beginning of my sophomore year Zambri called me out for a visit mm-hmm. and then they gave me an offer and I took it because I was like I mean it's SC they just yeah. finished like fourth in the national championship made it the year after finished second like seriously yeah great school good academic good coaches and mm-hmm. all that and I was like I mean I haven't gotten any other offers like this so I might as well take it yeah exactly um so what I mean did you go on visits to USC and stuff I mean what kind of stood out to you and what made you to ultimately decide on going to USC 
Um, so I went on one previous visit before like my, like the official visit mm -hmm. to go out and yeah. wasn't too keen on it just cause it was like, there was like four kids with, or three kids with us, mm -hmm. but I wasn't like too excited about it. And then I was just trying to keep my mind open with it. And then when I got down to the official, when it was just me and Zambri and the assistant, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more of the experience that everybody likes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Once that happened, I kind of was like, yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah. Um, so what were your years like playing at USC? Um, kind of talk about your performance individually and as a team. Um, so after like I committed, I kind of went off, had a crazy junior year. And then when I got to school, it was like trying to learn how to swim again, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I just had no idea what I was doing, just trying to find a swing, just kind of like lost, you could say. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a struggle for the year and a half I was there, but I was just trying to push through it. And yeah. Schooling kind of put a, an effect on my golf because in like high school, I was, high school was like a joke for me. So super easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just practice all the time. And then exactly. when I got to college, I like had to, study and learn. <laughs> you're like actually yeah you actually like put some effort yeah. forward <laughs> yeah exactly so it was kind of like just different and mm -hmm. I just didn't really know how to handle it yet mm -hmm. so I mean but and that kind of reflected on my tournaments and I didn't play well but mm -hmm. just the way it goes yeah um just some quick stats on you for your freshman year um you were earned 2019 Pac-12 all freshman honorable mentions um you started nine events finished the season with um, scoring average of 73.9, which is, that's pretty solid for your freshman year. And considering, I mean, I know you obviously have a level of golf that you like to play at. I'm sure that wasn't your level, but I mean, considering you were kind of going through some issues and stuff with USC and everything. Um, I mean, that's pretty solid. And then, um, you had three, you had three rounds in the sixties and then you had a scoring average of 71.5. It looks like in the fall play, um, and then you started in the NCAA championship. Kind of talk about that experience a little bit with the team. That was honestly very, very fun. It was first time getting there and the course was like perfect condition. Like uh -huh. it, it was honestly the best course that I played and kind of just the atmosphere of being in it. It kind of felt yeah. like being, I wouldn't say in a major, but like, when it like those tournaments that you get where they're I mean like the BMW championship like mm -hmm. the match play like just that kind of feeling of just yeah. like top golf all around and it was kind of cool and being there with the team made it even more special for us and we made it to the I think we were like 20th and you mm -hmm. have to get to the top 15 teams to make the last to make day the to try to make the match play yeah yep we yep. Were 20th start in the day and we all played really well the last day and made it but i think we were like the 14th team to go mm -hmm. to the last day and then last day didn't turn out so well but I yeah mean, we all did our best yeah i mean yeah i mean the thing is you guys were there you were playing in that tournament i mean it's not it's not like they just gave you the spot i mean you guys had to earn your way to get the national championship yeah. um kind of touching on you were saying the atmosphere of that tournament um I mean, there were guys that were playing for some of the biggest schools in the nation at the Blessings Golf Club. Um, names like Matt Wolf, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, Isaiah Salenda, Will Gordon, and many other talented players. Um, what was it like playing within, you know, with them and being in the same tournament? And 
I mean, what kind of, what kind of level of golf would you say that it takes to get to that spot? I mean, level of golf is just best in the world, like best yeah. amateur in the world, pretty much. Uh-huh. I mean, you can see it by those names for sure. They're doing amazing on tour right now. And it kind of was more like a, you know, it's, I mean, every golf tournament's a learning curve, but being in that event, you really mm-hmm. get to see where you are against the top players in the world and what you need to work on and yeah. how to be better. Yeah. What, how did you feel like you stacked against those guys? I mean, do you, you talk about, um, you learn, you learn more about yourself. What did you learn about yourself that week? Um, personally, I kind of was like, I thought, I mean, the first day, the first round I, until I think hole 17, I was like tied six. Mm-hmm. It was like three or two to three under after the first six nulls. And I kind of just messed. I went double double on the last two, which is oh, just kind of like nerves being in that situation, but just kind of learning what it takes and like kind of chipping around the greens. Everybody's such a good wedge player. So it's just like learning little things, watching those players kind of from afar, seeing how they hit the ball, where their course management is. And even looking at the scores after the round, seeing where they make their birdies and seeing how they manage the course. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's no joke that golf course. I mean, the blessings golf club is a serious golf course. Um, yeah. So kind of going into your sophomore year of USC, uh, you played in the fall, but you ultimately uh, transferred out of USC kind of talk about why you transferred and stuff and kind of what were your plans? Um, so I, I mean, during my time at SC, I wasn't having the greatest time there mm-hmm. just being that it's just completely different environment from where I grew up being that it's such a big city, a lot going on. And it just wasn't me in a Mm -hmm. sense. Like, okay. That's the one thing that I kind of realized when I was looking at schools is I should have probably taken a little longer to find something that was more me. Cause Mm -hmm. I just grew up in a smaller, not smaller town, but a smaller city, less, less people kind of more free. Mm -hmm. And yeah, LA, it's just, yeah very I don't even know how to explain it but just kind of like all over the place well and yeah I mean and plus I mean you're you're going to USC I mean you're playing on the golf team there I mean that's kind of a lot of attention on you and stuff um and I mean that's just it's a totally different level going from junior golf you know playing AJG events and stuff like that are big but once you go to a big D1 school like that I bet that's a totally you know big transition for anybody yeah yeah and it wasn't like the golf being there with the golf like Zambri was a great coach did everything he could to make our team better but it was more just being in LA that kind of threw me off yeah so it's it wasn't like golf reasons it was more just like I need to get back to a more of a comfort zone yeah of a calmer city and that's kind of what was driving me to transfer yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had a couple guests on, you know, they go, they go to schools and stuff and they feel like they just can't be themselves and they kind of have to, you know, kind of live a different life and everything. So it's totally yeah. understanding and, you know, that's going to happen. Um, so ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately you transferred to University of San Diego, kind of talk about that process a little bit and how you got in contact with uh, Coach Riley over there. Um, so I decided to transfer from USC and I entered the portal and I talked to one of my, my coach, I need to get out of here. It's just not who I am. And he 
once I was in the portal, he talked to a um, friend of his who was, I think he's the AD at Jacksonville University. Oh, okay. And that was my first school of choice, like, because they were the first to like, kind of look at me. And then my other coach, Dave Stockton Jr., mm-hmm. um, he was really good friends with the AD at USD and he knew Chris Riley just from like tournaments back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I, funny thing is I, right when I entered the portal, I went down to San Diego to visit one of my friends. Oh, okay. Just like talking to him about it and stuff like that. And he's like, why don't you come down to San Diego? And I was like, huh. <laughs> That's pretty that intense. That's a good idea. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I, I like Jacksonville's like nice Florida. It'd be great over there too. I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I was like, Dave, um, you think you can send me like Coach Riley's number? Um, I want to talk to him, see if maybe we can figure something out or something like that. And he's like, yeah, sure. So got Coach Riley's number and texted him. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to have you for a visit, all that. So I, um, I went to Jacksonville over, I think it was Thanksgiving break, visited mm-hmm. there, amazing, great facility, everything. And then I went to a visit at USD, same thing. And took me about a week after that to decide. And I kind of just weighed all the pros and cons. And when I was talking to my coach, he was just like, all right, without thinking anything, where do you want to go? And I just said, San Diego. He's like, yeah. okay, that's it. That's your choice. So yeah. then I called him Riley and I was like, I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then it just happened that way. And I went down that semester. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's funny. Cause you're picking, like you said, you know, you had a Jacksonville and Florida and then you got San Diego. I mean, some of two of the greatest places to play golf. I mean, you play golf yeah. around a lot of amazing stuff there. Um, so what were kind of the, the pros and the cons that you had between Jacksonville and USD? Can I talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, Jacksonville was, it was a very golf pro school. Okay. Um, and I mean, as USD was, they were very similar in their pros toward whereas golf, a lot of able, a lot of ability to practice at great courses. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jacksonville had a little better facility on campus for short game. They had like, a, I think it's like 120 yard, like wedge area. Oh, wow. That's pretty legit. It's like, it's legit, legit. And uh-huh. Ultimately, ultimately, it kind of came down to comfort zone. Yeah, per se. And of like, course. the con was just of Jacksonville was just being so far from home, mm-hmm. which wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But being at USD just kind of felt more like Palm Desert in a mm-hmm. sense, and I was close to Palm Desert, which I love to practice out there. Like I go back a good amount just to be at home practicing in the desert. Cause I always feel like I get a little better there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ultimately it was just being more comfortable in San Diego. Yeah. And being able to go home and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of nice to be able to do that, but yet you're still kind of far enough and in a different part yeah. of, you know, Southern California where you're experiencing different things. Yeah, exactly. And I'm kind of a big surfer. Oh, okay. Nice. So Jacksonville is great for surfing. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, but Pacific coast is a little better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I see you got a, you got a, what is that? Is that Swami's? Yeah. Swami's hat there. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. I've been, I've been there a couple of times and uh, ate at the little restaurant they have there too. That's a, that's a good place to go. 
Yeah, I always go. Usually, I go to Blacks. Oh, okay. There, but the walk back is like a fifteen-minute walk on a hill. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, jeez. Like Forty-five degree incline the whole way up. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like going to lowers. You're just it's just like that hike getting to the beach yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> um, so um, kind of you so you transferred to USD in the spring of 2020 due to transferring rules. You weren't able to play, but considering it was. Uh, canceled for the pandemic and everything of COVID kind of talk about how was the team feeling? Did you know any of the guys on the team and kind of what, what was, what was your thoughts at that time? Yeah. So I, um, I knew Harrison Kingsley and Donald K just from like junior events. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Donald played at Oregon the year I like freshman year, same year as me, or I think it was his sophomore year because he was a year older than me, but we played in the tournament out there. I didn't know he transferred until I went down there. Oh, okay. And then um, I met all the guys on the team, all, all super chill, love them all. They're great. So, I mean, we were all excited to play in the events. We played, they played their first event, played pretty well, but once COVID kind of happened, it was just like, damn, like our team could have been really good. Mm -hmm. Like we could have, I mean, we were ranked 250 right when Coach Riley got in. And after the fall semester that year, they were ranked, I think, 90th. Wow, yeah, we covering a lot of ground. And it was like the most improvement team in the country, most improved team in the country. So it was kind of cool. And everybody was super excited to play. And then COVID happened, and it's just like, man. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Yeah, seriously. I not really do anything, but like, it kind of worked out for me in a sense because yeah, exactly. I wasn't gonna play anyway, but like, <laughs> yeah. it was like everybody can't play now, so it was a good time to transfer, I guess. Yeah, seriously, yeah, kind of all all the stars kind of fell in line there. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. I mean, that it, I remember it just uh, it was like okay, what everybody was wondering, what's the severity of all this? You know, we can still play. You know, it's golf. Come on, we're yeah. outside. You know, we can play. But uh, yeah, it just sucks that everything got canceled. But yeah, like you said, it worked out good for you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, kind of talk about what comes along with being a golfer at University of San Diego. Kind of go in depth with what the wheat looks like with USD. I know you um, haven't been able to go to classes in person or anything, but um, just kind of talk about your guys' practice and qualifying schedule stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have about three courses we usually play. Um, the Farm, San Diego Country Club, and the Grand nice those are all pure so, courses not bad <laughs> yeah that's pretty good but we play usually um, i think like during season like when we actually have our practices we play twice a week okay and then we have this par three course called kalina mm. and it's like a it's like i don't know first tee kids place down in by san diego state and it's about the holes range from 54 to 100 10 yards so it's like a perfect wedge game oh play yeah there either once or twice a week nice. and that's pretty much it for our practice we have like mm -hmm. three assigned practices and then everything else is on our own oh okay yeah. nice well yeah, yeah i mean that's that's nice that you have those facilities and everything yeah. i mean and then that par three course you're able to just get a lot of wedge work in exactly and our coach riley kind of just believes like every golfer is different like they practice different they mm -hmm. yeah work on school differently so if you want to get to where you want to go you're going to do what you have to do to get there mm -hmm. yeah so he kind of just do our own thing and if you're performing he's not going to say a word and if you're not performing he's gonna be like all right 
maybe change what you're doing and try to figure something out that works. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, yeah, that's a great way. I mean, like you said, every golfer is different and stuff. Um, kind of, so, I mean, coach Riley, he kind of, that's the way he, um, you know, evaluates his players and stuff and um, kind of elaborate more on the coaches at USD kind of talking about coach Riley and your guys' assistant as well. I mean, they're great guys. I mean, they both have the same mindset towards uh, like our team is they're all different. Do what you win and all they want is to win. Mm-hmm. The coaches, they don't really care what we're doing. I mean, they, they care, obviously. Yeah, they but, care, yeah. But they want us to perform and more than they want us to perform. They want to win, too. Yeah. So it's like our whole team just wants to win, and I think that's what makes a team great. Yeah, that's, that's nice that, I mean, you guys all have the same mentality and you guys have the same drive and everything. Um, like you said, that's kind of what really brings the team together. And uh, I mean, you all just want to do the best you can. Yeah, exactly. Since you guys were able to play in the fall of uh, this year and stuff, explain how those tournaments went. You guys played at Pasadena, La Prisma, and Rustic Canyon. Um, what was it like being able to compete during that time? I applaud Coach Riley and the other five, four coaches that put this together because they were like, all right, like there's golf going on. There was junior events. Like we got to yeah. figure some way out to maybe have a couple events during this this season. And mm-hmm. I had, it was BYU, St. Mary's, LMU, Pepperdine, and us. They're all got together and just was like, all right, let's put some tournaments together. And Golden State Tour was willing to run the events for us, which yeah. was very That's a big help. Big help, yeah. Because I like, I don't think it was we couldn't like run the tournaments as like a conference mm-hmm. because of some like the NCAA stuff. I don't know. Yeah. How. Some, some school rules. Yeah. yeah. And like, not all the schools could play. So it's not like fair per se, but um, golden state kind of just hosted all the events and we just fall. Everybody had like their own car and we just tried to follow every COVID pop rule that was out there and yeah, kind of put them together to make it happen for us. Yeah, I mean that's that's awesome. I mean, and you get to write in cards from Mary and everything. I mean, yeah. I know you guys are used to walking and everything. I mean, that's just really nice. Um, what what was it like playing against such? I mean, I just like to pick out Pepperdine, and um, they had such an awesome stack team. Yeah. And I know the other schools you guys play against are awesome teams too. But I mean, Pepperdine is really on the up and up right now. Um, yeah, they're unreal. Yeah, they. I mean, they're pretty impressive. Uh, kind of talk about what was it like competing with them. And it's it's fun. I mean. It, it's kind of nice that we have pretty much the best team in the country in our conference. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, really shows us not where we're at against every team, but like are within 10 to 15 shots of them. Yeah. With five guys. Like that's, that's pretty solid. That's, that's pretty good. And like the times that we were playing against them, like a couple of the guys on the team made like a couple mistakes on holes that mm-hmm. they just made a par or, a birdie instead like we're right there with them so it kind of just shows us that we could compete with the best team in the country yeah that's it, exactly i mean you get to see how you guys face you know toe-to-toe with them and you just tighten up a couple things and you guys are right there i mean i'm i'm super excited for you guys to get back at it and see how everything kind of folds out in this uh coming semester yeah it's gonna be awesome we got our first event um down in tucson next week which was nice. like none of the guys on the team knew about it but coach was just trying to get us into it um and we got in 
on Sunday. So we're leave Saturday for the event, which is awesome. Awesome. Like, the very, it's a very good field too. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm excited to play. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah, so, man. That's legit. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's so awesome. I mean, um, not only that tournament, but kind of talk about what your guys' spring semester looks like. What does the rest of the schedule look like? Um, I'm not fully sure exactly what our schedule is, mm-hmm. but I know that pretty much every tournament we're playing in is like a very good field. Like I know we have the NCI, also the other two uh, Arizona tournament. Okay. The one I, I forgot where it's at but what's it like playing on such a competitive usd team i know you talk about how everybody wants to win and everything um how intense is it not only during tournaments but in qualifying even i mean we all like most of the guys on our team all have a desire to get on tour Mm -hmm. which is like kind of what you want in a team yeah like that because everybody's trying to do their best in every practice every event we're all trying to beat each other so there's always this competitive drive going around the team and we always play like little matches like me and one of the teammates will play against another teammate just like a little match play event thing yeah just always beat each other and always having some sort of competition because it's only going to make you better exactly right and um i mean yeah that's it's nice you're able to kind of just have those little for fun kind of side games and everything and uh yeah you're always competing for something whether yeah. it's just bragging rights or, you know, you go in toe to toe with another team. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the more times we get into those positions, like just playing against ourselves, like being competitive, the more times we're doing that, the easier it's going to be when we're playing against other schools. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, since you guys are so competitive and you guys are so kind of tight knitted, um, what's a team chemistry like with you guys? You guys kind of all get along real well and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, we're, it's a very good, very good all around. But like, the thing is we all do our own stuff Mm -hmm. usually, but when we're on a golf course, we're all friends, all joking around with each other, having a good time. Awesome. Fun to be out there with the guys. Good, good, man. Awesome. Um, Well, I mean, Hey, I wish you nothing but the best in the coming semester for you guys. And I mean, I'll keep track and watch you and uh, Ryan and stuff and kind of see how your guys' results go. Um, what does your future look like after college? I mean, you want to play pro golf, kind of talk about that a little bit. I've always wanted to be on tour since I was a little kid Mm -hmm. and I wanted, my first goal was to get after two years, but with everything that happened at SC, it kind of wasn't really in the picture. And then, um, set my next goal for after junior year, which I think I'm very confident that I can do that, but in reality, I'm thinking about it and I kind of want to get the degree mm-hmm. just to have it. Of just course. Kind of a good thing to have. And I'm in college and another year with Coach Riley would be amazing. Yeah. And it's only going to give me another year to get better, but my ultimate goal is to be on tour. Awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like you said, it's good to have a degree to fall back on and stuff. But um, I mean, with, with the way, your golfing career has been and everything you've been pretty dominant and I mean you're a really good player so I'm sure you'll you'll make it on there and you know enjoy it enjoy your time on the tour and everything yeah um, exactly. um I got a just a couple for fun questions here for you um like I said while you had a dominating amateur and junior career um 2017 was kind of a year that stood out the most you qualified for the U.S. Junior AM as well as the U.S. AM talk about what it was like playing the two biggest tournaments an amateur can play in I mean it was pretty awesome. I think there was, I was the only 
kid that year to do that, or there might have been one other kid. Uh-huh. But I mean, you're playing against the best AMs in the world and best junior AMs and AMs in the world in the same year. So and unfortunately, I did have a little back issue. Oh, okay. Of this at the end of that summer, I I like broke a couple bones in my back, like just like not like major breaks, but like stuff yeah. where it's like really enough affects- to- yeah, yeah, exactly. Enough to where you're feeling it when you're swinging. Yeah. So I, um, playing in it, it was um, awesome. It was amazing. We played the USAM at Riv in Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The two best courses you could play at. I feel like they're awesome. They're amazing to play at. And then the junior AM was in Kansas and that was the first time I ever been there. Mm-hmm. And that course setup was, it was literally so hard. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> 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 kind of talk about it a little bit. I mean, I mean, you hadn't been, hadn't been to Kansas at all. I mean, what were your, what were your expectations going into it? Um, honestly, I was trying to have fun because I really didn't have a swing at that point. I was hitting it everywhere. Oh, okay. And at that course, you could not hit it everywhere. <laughs> I, I think the rough was like four to five inches long. And oh, geez. Fairways were tight. Greens were firm. I mean, it's, it was like a U.S. Open setup. Like USG, USGA yeah. loves to like make stuff hard mm-hmm. and make that really hard. I mean, I think Matt Wolf finished like second that year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when I was looking on the leaderboard and stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at that. And most of the holes are all like you can see just that hole. Uh-huh. So you yeah. see other holes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I sliced my drive like 60 yards right. And I was Perfect. in another fairway. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect drive. Like hit my layup <laughs> over the trees and on a green. Nice. Far. I was like, yep, that's how my days are going. <laughs> hey man, they don't take pictures. That's all right. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> that's funny, man. Um, not only that tournament and stuff, but um, you earned a sponsor exemption as an amateur at the 2018 PGA Tour Career Builder Challenge in Palm Desert. Kind of mm-hmm. talk about that experience being your first PGA Tour event in Palm Desert and everything. Yeah. So the, f- like, it was actually awesome. It was, again, more for an experience being out there. Mm-hmm. and i recently played in the australian open oh okay yeah well, yeah or no i recently just qualified in september of my senior year i played in the australian open that was like my first pro event mm-hmm. and i made the cut there and then just from my achievements over the that span um mm-hmm. tournament director invited me out there just because it's a home tournament get a yeah. local kid who's Heck yeah. just in college and it was cool. It was, it was just awesome. I mean, being out there hitting on the range with the tour players. kind yeah. of Yeah. Like, Talk about that. I mean, how'd you feel on the range playing, you know, some of the, I mean, the best players in the world are hitting balls next to you. Yeah. So it, it was pretty awesome. The funniest part of it was like when I was hitting drivers and stuff like that, I was like, not like getting fitted for a new driver, but just like measuring and stuff. Like, yeah, they would, I'd see like three tour guys kind of just like look over when I'm swinging and when watching the ball and just being like, Oh God. <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah, you kill the ball, you kill it. <laughs> and then I think I played um, a practice round at Nick tournament and Ryan Palmer was coming and I won't say exactly what he said. Cause there was some curse words. in there, but <laughs> yeah. Like, Holy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just was just astonished. Like, oh my God. Like, 
that's unreal and i was just like <laughs> yeah you're like thanks yep we'll see you <laughs> yeah thanks all right see you later <laughs> I just said it like 350 down the middle no big deal <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, well, I mean, what what's it like, you know, those guys just kind of amazed by your golf game and you're such a young player at that time and everything like, I mean, that's got to just really boost your confidence. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does. Like, they're just kind of in awe about how, how far I hit it. But like, at the same time, it's kind of like, not really about how far you hit it. Yeah, I know. I mean, you still got to go and hit the rest of the shots. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's just kind of cool hearing all the guys being like holy crap you mm -hmm. murdered the ball yeah. so the confidence like like when I played in it it was kind of just like wow if I just work on like two or three things I could be out here easy mm -hmm. yeah and just like realizing that just kind of in itself brings your confidence up so I, I missed it but I mean I, I think I had to shoot three under the third day to make it mm -hmm. But it just didn't happen. I first time being out there nervous a little bit, but just that kind means. of being out there realized that I could be out there. Yeah, I mean, it's just the fact that you're out there. I mean, that's just yeah. that's that's every that's every kid's dream is just to not only yeah. play on the PGA tour, but just to play in an event. I mean, I know that was my dream going growing up too. And um, yeah. I mean, that's just so awesome, man. I I um I played in it the year after that also. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah, I played in it three times just because being the local kid it's kind of good for advertisement for for the tournament because you gotta yeah. I, got, I, brought, I mean i brought out like 50 high school or like 40 high yeah. school kids they all know me so it's like they're buying tickets to come watch it, and it's good for the tournament itself but exactly yeah the second year i played in it i missed the cut by one but i set course tournament record i shot wow. 63 at stadium the on dang that's legit remember that one forever no kidding. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be one of the things on the something I'll never forget for sure. Yeah, second lowest am round in a professional event too. Oh man, awesome. dude! I mean, just setting records in your you're an <laughs> amateur. I mean, did you was there any point where you were like, you know what? Should I even go to college? Should I just go play pro? I mean, what what were you thinking? I mean, when I was after like that crazy year that in 2016, 2017, I think I won like I don't know eight times or every tournament I won by like at least besides the one AJGA by one I won every other tournament by at least five mm -hmm. and I was like okay maybe I could turn pro when I'm 18 but like I never really thought about that because I really wanted to go to college and experience that and mm -hmm. yeah do that kind of stuff so yeah there's been times I've thought about it but college has yeah. always been in my head to at least finish yeah, it's a it's a great option. I mean, and plus, like you said, to have a degree to rely on and everything. But um, I mean, that's just that's awesome that you're able to play in the pro, you know, in the career builder three, you know, two three times and seeing what those guys' games are like and, and comparing it to mm -hmm. yours. Like you said, if you just tighten up a couple things, I mean, you can be out there no problem. Yeah, yeah, that's and you're getting. I mean, they're they're PJ Tour pros. I mean, what? I mean, you're not going to get any like better advice from anybody else, really. I mean, that's just. That's awesome. So I got uh, the last couple questions here for you. Um, what's the funniest story you have while being on the golf course? Um, I'm sure you played a lot of golf with some buddies and stuff and um, kind of, what do you got? You got one very specific. Um, I have, a, like, I, have, I mean, I have a lot of funny stories on the golf course. Uh -huh. yeah. kind of stands out in my head, but it's like hilarious and I kind of will just tell it. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, I was playing out the plant plantation golf club. Mm -hmm. and I was playing with Mason Glinski and Gavin Cohen 
and we were just having a good time and uh, I think we were we were drinking a little bit mm-hmm. like 36 in holes in one day and nice. we probably had about four or five white claws by the first 18 ordered a pizza mm-hmm. so somebody got went out and picked it up for us nice. brought it back <laughs> it, was, it was awesome and then the second 18 me and Mason were like all right every birdie you got to drink white claw oh geez and i ended up shooting 66 oh wow and i probably had like nine birdies the second (laughs) you were chugging huh (laughs) yeah and i was probably not in the best state like couldn't see couldn't do anything but i just went out and was like screw it it was kind of like a kevin kisner we just go out have 18 beers and shoot like 64 yeah there you go with some with some of the buddies yeah, I had I think it was like ten. I had like twelve, so I was pretty pretty done and <laughs> like five under on the back, <laughs> just to top it off. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Man. It was pretty Jeez. funny. That's funny, man. We gotta get. I gotta get Mason Glinsky on here, man. I gotta reach out to him. Yeah, I'll let him. I told him because when Ryan told me about it. Uh, setting it up with me he mentioned you said you mentioned something about mason so i was like yeah i told mason he's down to do it so i'll send it over awesome yeah man i appreciate that um heading into the last question for you um who inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today i mean my dad and then my coach that i've worked with for a long time since i was eight and and then dave jr yeah yeah dave stockton yeah just like always looked out for me always had my best interest in their hearts so i just thank them for what they've done i mean coach i worked with since i was eight his name's tom anton he's mm-hmm. always been there for me done everything we can to get me where i am today same with dave stockton jr literally since i was 10 worked with him and then my dad my whole life they've always done everything they could so i'm grateful Good. for that Good, man. Yeah, that's, that's it's always nice to have that support system and stuff. And um, no matter what, they're there for you. And, you know, they want to support your golf career and everything, man. That's awesome that you have that. Yeah. So awesome, man. Grateful, always. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Well, uh, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Donato with Charlie Ryder. Charlie, thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was awesome. Yeah, man. And it was just, it was really good to hear, you know, just your experiences. And um, I mean, you just had, you're such a great player, man. And um, you had such a awesome amateur career and college career. So, man, I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, thank you. And I hope it gets better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.